Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Well, Akuo, as you know, we've been having a year of learning about spiritual fruit. We learned how fruit is created through us by the Holy Spirit. We learned what all the different types of fruit are. We learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations, that sometimes the best fruit is born out of our worst situations. We learned that having a choice, we have a choice to hand it out or to keep it to ourselves. We want you guys to hand it out. Then in this last series, we learned how the Holy Spirit allows this fruit to be shared in small communities and then eventually going to a bigger community. Now, as this fruit is shared in these small communities, the hopes are that, like the early church, it will go out into the world to bring other people to know who Jesus is. Now, with that being said, nobody wants to be in a community with a bunch of people that are the worst. So in this series called One Another, we will be talking through how we should and should not be treating one another. Because we, we don't want people to look at our church and our community and say they're the worst. We want them to say they're the best. So we're going to be going through the New Testament and figuring out where it says the phrase, one another and showing you the biblical principles behind it. We're doing this because as a church, we have to make sure we get community right, especially here at Akuo. It's what we're all about. You know, it's what we said. Uh, Akuo exists to be in community with Jesus and one another. It's what we're all about. Now, because of this, we want to focus on one another. We want to look at how we treat one another. With that being said, I, w- I want to share a story with you. So a handful of years ago, I was having a good theological conversation with a friend of mine. We were going back and forth on the finer points of eschatology, which is just a fancy way of saying what we think is going to, what we think it's going to look like when Jesus comes back to the earth. So we're having this conversation and in it we come to a point where we don't necessarily agree with each other. Me and my friend actually line up on a lot of theological ideas, but this was not one of them. So from that point on, we start to lay out our reasons for why we believe what we do when it comes to Jesus coming back to the earth. And we had a really good conversation about it. But at a certain point, uh, I started to realize that we weren't having like this great intellectual back and forth. This had actually turned into this person that was sitting across from me trying to prove that my side was wrong and they were trying to make me believe what they did. Now guys, I have to tell you, there are a few things that I'm less interested in than having conversations like this. I'm fairly well studied in a handful of theological ideas, and this is one I've looked at from a lot of different angles. And I just didn't see a way around it, what they were saying, uh, in a biblical way or even a logical way. So I just told this person, I said, hey, uh, you're not going to convince me that your theology is is what I'm going to start believing, and that's okay. We don't have to agree on this to continue to be friends. I don't think we need to try to convert anyone today. And so the person looked at me, and then use that opportunity to to continue telling me why they thought they were right and I was wrong. So we were there with a handful of other friends, and at the first chance I got, I ejected from that conversation and went to go do something else. And well, you know what happened? That person followed me and continued to explain how they were right and I was wrong and trying to ask me, well, well, prove this to me and prove that to me. And I'm like, dude, I I don't care. They didn't care what I thought. They didn't care what I told them, that we weren't go- they weren't going to flip me on this issue. All they cared about was trying to show how they were right. Have you ever dealt with something like this before? Have you ever been made to feel like something you believe is less than? Have you ever had someone you trust, 
someone that you consider to be on your team follow you around to tell you that you are wrong? How about this? Have you ever had a Christian friend tell you that you are living in the wrong way, that you are the worst and you need to change everything? If this has been you, let me just take a few seconds to do something. I want you to know that I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that someone that is a part of the body of Christ made you feel like less than. It shouldn't be like that. And I want you to know that you are loved and Jesus wants you to be a part of his family. Now, some of us might have been on the other side of this. Maybe you've been telling your Christian friends like, you don't believe the right way. Oh man, you've got to do it like this. You're doing it all wrong. Or maybe you've been trying to chase people down that aren't even believers and expecting them to live up to the things that Jesus has laid out for us believers. If that's you, you're doing it the wrong way. If this is you, stop. This is part of building a community. Remember, we don't want to cancel people. We want to connect to them. We want to create a connection culture here at Akuo. We want to be linked to the people in our community. We can't do that if we are telling them they are living their lives the wrong way before they even know who Jesus fully is. And what's interesting is that we see this exact thing playing out in the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. Now, this isn't the first week that we're talking about Paul's letter to the Romans, so let me give you just some quick background on what's going on here. So Paul was writing this letter to the churches in Rome before he made a visit there. And he knew that the Romans had been dealing with some issues and he was trying to get them moving in the right direction before he even got there. And one of their biggest issues was how uh, people that were Jewish Christians were dealing with the folks that had become Christians and had a non-Jewish background, or, or some folks might call it a Gentile background. So these two groups were butting heads with each other, both Christians butting heads with each other, especially because more than likely, Jewish Christians were the ones that started the church, but the church quickly added more Gentiles to that point. Uh, the Jewish Christians were outnumbered because being in Rome, there are all kinds of non-Jewish folks coming in and out of the community. So what I wanna do is take a look at how Paul helped the people in the Roman church deal with this issue of Christians criticizing Christians and the way they live their lives. So today we'll be reading along through Romans 14, and we'll start at the beginning in verse one. There it says, "'Accept other believers who are weak in faith, "'and don't argue with them "'about what they think is right or wrong. "'For instance, one person believes "'it is right to eat anything, "'but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Okay, so let's break down the scripture. First off, one of the reasons Paul is so interested in food here is because the Jewish Christians might have carried over some of their beliefs from the Jewish religion into the Christian church. Some of the laws of the Jewish religion were very strict on what they could and could not eat. Then on the other side, the non-Jewish folks have always eaten whatever they felt like. Then some of the people in the church aren't eating meat at all. And Paul wants it to be clear that it's okay to only eat vegetables. More than likely, it has to do with like sacrifices, right? Uh, because no one was supposed to eat the meat that was used as a sacrifice to God. So some people just took it a step further and said, I'm not eating meat at all. So what Paul is trying to do is clear all of this up. And it might seem like a small issue about food, but it isn't. it's actually about something way bigger than that. It's about the practices that these different groups are taking. And by following the laws of Moses, some of the Jewish Christians might be following some of the old law that Jesus came to fulfill. 
Then on the other side, you might see the, the Gentile Christians. They've never followed the Jewish rules, so it was easy for them to eat whatever they wanted to without second thought. So the, the Gentiles are mad that the Jewish Christians are adding things on to what Jesus brought to them. Then the Jewish Christians are mad at the Gentiles for not following the rules the way they're supposed to be followed. And both sides are upset with the other over what they are and are not eating. Both sides are looking at each other saying, you're doing this God stuff the wrong way. One side is saying, you know what, man? You don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith to walk away from your food. Then the other side is like, well, you don't respect God enough to follow the laws he has sent here to this earth. It's kind of crazy how they're button heads. I'm sure you've never been a part of anything like that, right? It seems like a small argument, but guys, this was enough of a deal for Paul to include this in his letter. It was big, big enough of a deal that we are still talking about this almost 2,000 years later. And you know why we need to talk about this almost 2,000 years later? It's because people are still having these fights. People are still yelling at each other about things within the church. I got followed around a, a, a hangout because I believe something other than what somebody else did. People are still yelling about things as small as the type of music that you play during a service. People are still yelling at each other about what pastors should be wearing in the pulpit or what the congregation should be wearing when they show up for church. There are still people yelling at each other over things like the LGBTQ community and the women teaching in churches. Christians, for some reason, love to try and point out who the real Christians are. So we read this today because we need to. Now, what Paul did say, now what did Paul say to diffuse the situation? Well, let's go back to the letter to see what Paul suggests that they start doing. There he says, those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So here's what we learn here from Paul. We must not look down on those other people that have opposing Christian beliefs than what we do. We aren't here to condemn anyone. The, Christian that, the question that Paul threw out here should shake us to our core. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants. We aren't God. We aren't called to judge anyone. We have to remember that in our community here at Akuo and in the community surrounding us, there will be Christians at different levels of spiritual maturity. All of these people have diverse backgrounds that change their attitudes and practices. So one of the first things we need to learn when dealing with other Christians is to stop judging them. There will be places where we disagree. There will be places, things that will try and create divisions in our church. However, we can't rush to judge people. We still need to be there for each other. So on our website, akuo.church, we have a list of what we believe, like our beliefs. And we would deem those beliefs on our website to be pretty important. The list of the beliefs includes a brief explanation on how we view God, Jesus, salvation, the Holy Spirit, the church, Man, the Bible, angels, and things to come for God's kingdom, like the eschatology type things. And when it comes to these beliefs, we want to have unity. In other Christian beliefs outside of these, we want our community to have liberty. And no matter what, we are going to show charity to one another. 
There are a handful of issues where we will see things differently than the people here in our community, and that's okay. So long as we get the major stuff right, then we will be okay with the rest of it. Just think of it like this. If we weren't able to show charity to people that didn't believe the same Christian beliefs that we did, then we wouldn't be in this facility we're in right now. We do things differently than our friends at Redeemer Lutheran Church. However, we love them and they love us because we're on the same team. We're all here for Jesus. Now, for all of us, at the end of our days, we're going to have to give a personal account of our lives to God. So when you stand before him one day, I hope you can tell him that you love the people in your community even when you disagreed with them. So let's, let's go back to Paul. He lays out some ways that we can continue to create a connection culture and not one that cancels one another. Let's look at Romans 14, verse 17. There Paul says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God, and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. There it is. God's kingdom isn't made up of these outlying beliefs that people love to quarrel about. Instead, God's kingdom is about living a life of goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Guys, if we can do that, if we can live our lives and serve Jesus in this way, then people won't find fault with us. By doing this, we can create harmony in our communities, which is our big idea for today. Last week, we talked about creating a connection culture. Well, one of the things that you can do to achieve this is to create harmony in your community. Create harmony in your community. Guys, I understand that Jesus gives us liberty. By believing in him, it gives us the liberty and the freedom to do a lot of things. But here's the deal. We're given more responsibility to care for the people around us because of that liberty. And Jesus explains this exact idea in a parable. He explains what a master will do to a servant that has been entrusted to care for his home while he is gone. So let's look at what Jesus says. A servant who knows what the master wants, but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who doesn't know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Guys, we know what the master wants. Paul lays it out. We need to live in harmony with our brothers and sisters in our communities. We have been given so much. We have been given total freedom in Jesus. And it's because of that freedom that we are required to give what we need to. Guys, what we do in this world will affect the people around us. What we do will change how people see who Jesus is. Remember, we're the chiefs man of God, right? Not everyone gets to see who God is, but they will hear about who he is through us, through our actions. We are the cheese we are the representation of who Jesus is on this earth. We are the intersections of heaven and earth, and some of us are happy to waste that freedom and liberty condemning our brothers and sisters. We are using our liberty and freedom in Jesus to hinder the spiritual growth of our community. Think of it like this. Do you want someone to lead you that is constantly breaking you down and what you think about the world in a very public arena? Or do you want someone that has always taken care of you and loved on you 
to lead you in your spiritual growth. When we have a choice between a liberty that will alienate someone or a love that will better connect them to Jesus, what do you think we should choose? So that's gonna lead us to our first practical step we can take to create harmony in our community. We will love people more than liberty. We will love people more than liberty. Remember, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. So right now, just think about how you've been living your life. Is there something you have been doing because you can? Now, even though you feel like maybe this isn't the best thing for you to do, has this caused a rift between you and your fellow brother or sister? If it has, stop doing it and start doing something else. What is more important, your liberty or the eternal well-being of your neighbor, your friend, or your family? Well, let's go back to Paul's letter to see our next practical step to creating harmony in our community. This time we'll be going to Romans 15 verse 1. There Paul writes, We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. So our second practical step to creating harmony in our community is to build others up in the Lord. Guys, we can't continue to break down our community. That isn't our job. We should all be allowing the Holy Spirit to convict people's hearts. We should allow God to show people what is going on. What we need to be doing is setting an example for the people around us on how to make our ways through the world. We need to be building them up in a way that they can't accuse us of being divisive or trying to cancel out other people. So for us, think about that person that you're at odds with. Think about that person that is living a, a life that you don't agree with all the way. Now, instead of trying to think of all the scripture and all the arguments that you can put up to stand against them and how they're living in their life, why don't you let them know how much they are loved? Why don't you let them know all the amazing ways that God has put them together? Why don't you let them know how you could see God using them to do amazing things in this world? The growth they will make spiritually will be exponentially more than if you start quoting scripture at them about how they are messing up their lives. Now, for some of you, you've been listening to me going on and on about harmony and the community of Christians, but you aren't even a part of this community right now. If that's you, first, I'd just like to thank you for being a part of this conversation that we're having today. Second, I want to give you an opportunity to join our community if this is something you're interested in. Now, to be in community with Jesus, all you have to do is simply have a conversation with him. And we just call that a prayer. Then you let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth and that you'll follow him the best way you possibly can. That's it. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always a community here for you. So if you want to connect to Jesus today, just right now I'd ask that you bow your head and pray something like this along with me. Just say something like, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. 
Thank you for everything you did for me. Thank you for letting me know that I was worthy of it. Today, I say that I believe in you. I believe in everything you did for me. So Jesus, right here, right now, I'm asking for you to start speaking into my life. Help me follow you the best way I know how. Show me the right ways, Lord. Thank you for everything. Amen. Let's just go ahead and keep our heads bowed here. And if you've been a believer, you've been a part of this community, whether it's been for five decades or the last five seconds, and you want some help creating harmony in your community, then just go ahead and, and pray something like this with me. Just say something like, Jesus, I need you. I need your help. I see the people around me and I want to help them get to you in the best way possible. Give me a heart that sees people the way you do. Give me a posture that shows those people love and not condemnation. That shows connection and not cancel. Jesus, help me live a life that won't make people want to condemn me for living in my liberty and freedom, but rather help me live a life of love, a life that attracts people to you. Jesus, build me into a person that builds up my brothers and sisters and not one that tears them down. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. And we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. Now, before we go, I have a few things to share with you. Um, over the last few weeks, we have been urging you to connect with us and our community. And one of the easiest ways to do that is by joining one of our A-teams here at Akuo. Now, you can help find your purpose and help become a part of a greater community by helping serve on our welcome team, our setup and teardown, our worship team, our production, or if, if you regularly uh, watch at home, you can be a part of our online host or social media team. Uh, so if you want to give what you have to the community here at Akuo, all you have to do is click on the link on any of our social media pages to be a part of one of our A-teams. Now, once you get signed up, we will be sure to reach out to you and let you know when we can start getting you trained up for these exciting opportunities. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about here is how you can be a part of community in some groups that will be getting started here in the fall. So as of now, we have three groups that are gonna be getting started here, which is great. We're gonna have a running group started by my man, Abel. We're gonna have Grace and John Watson starting a, an in-person group in their backyard where they're gonna be studying through the Bible. And I'm gonna be doing a men's breakfast through, throughout the week, uh, a once a week men's breakfast. Now with that being said, we could use a few more groups to help get a Akuo connected to everybody, everybody connected to everybody here. Also, we could use some help figuring out when we should be doing these groups for everyone. So help us by filling out the survey we've posted to our social media so we can have the best groups possible here at Akuo Church. Now we also have some very exciting news coming up. For the first time in the history of our church, we're gonna be doing child dedications. Oh man, it's so exciting. We're so fired up for this. Now here at Akuo, we don't do uh, baby baptisms because we believe that a person should be able to make their decision to follow Christ on their own. So they should be able to make their decision to be baptized on their own. And normally babies can't do that. So for babies and small children and, and actually older children, if you'd like, we will be celebrating child dedications. 
Now with child dedications, this will be a time that parents will bring up their child to the front of the church and declare that they will raise their child in the ways of Jesus. This will be happening during our 10 o'clock service on September the 5th. So if you have one or more kids that you'd like to dedicate, you can sign up now for that by clicking on our website or by looking at any of our social media pages. Also, because this is such a fun day, be sure and tell all of your family and friends that they are invited to come and celebrate along with us because this is gonna be such a fun time. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, guys, we know that when you trust God with anything, there's a great blessing. When you trust God with your family, there's blessing. When you trust God with your job, you see a blessing. When you trust God with your community, you see a blessing. Now, here's the deal. The same thing happens when you trust God with your finances. Now, but don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that because you trust God with your finances, you're gonna end up like winning the lottery or something crazy like that. That's not how it works. But what will happen is you will experience a very practical way of getting connected to God. Now, for some of you, you don't have that opportunity to, to give here to Kuo Church, and that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, if we wanna help you out, we wanna be linked to you during this tough time. So if you need anything at all, reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. We've been doing that all month long, help hooking up with people, linking to them, and hooking them up with things to get them through the month. So to do that, you can go to our website, you can email me directly at humby.setaveta.akuo.church, or you can call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akua Church, the best way you can do that is by going to our website, akua.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option, and for that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo at PO Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love you all, and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I pray that you'd be speaking to them. I pray that they'd hear you. I pray that they'd hear you calling them to create a connection culture here to Kuo and in their communities. I pray that you would help them create harmony in their communities. Jesus, I pray that you would help them be just like you and attract people to you through their daily lives. Thank you for everything you are doing for us, Jesus. We love you and we pray all of these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.